All right, back here on the pod, number two. Back at it. This is the post-draft recap that we're doing now between Jackson and Dad. Jackson, say hello to everybody out there. What's up? <laughs> so we're still working on a good name for the podcast. We had uh, how many people listen to last time? <laughs> I don't know. Five or six. Two people in Europe, we heard. Uh, so... Hopefully they can maybe chime in or some other fans can weigh in on exactly what we should name this thing. But either way, we're back here with the session number two, volume number two, post-draft recap. Before we get into some of the categories, Jackson, give us your thoughts on, on the 2020 NBA draft. Before we go into some of the categories, your thoughts overall. I thought that it was pretty stupid by like three teams picking a different forward instead of drafting my man, Obi Toppin. Yeah, that definitely was a surprise. I think, I think overall it was a draft where a lot of people came into it thinking there'd be some trades. There was the, the rumor early on in the day, the Wendell Carter from the Bulls switching, switching places with the Warriors, moving back from two to four. And there were some other thoughts on maybe – what some of the other teams may do, the Knicks potentially moving up. They were able to stay put and get their guy. A few other you know, things that were tossed out there by some of the guys on online. But regardless, it wasn't a lot of trades, weren't a lot of you know, crazy things happening that we've seen in the past. So for the most part, somewhat of an uneventful draft, especially the top three kind of went as is. And I think then we saw some surprises on who the next, uh, like the middle part of the lottery and where some of those guys were able to fall. But either way, Let's get right into it. Jackson, in your opinion, who won the draft? Okay. And tell us why. I have a bunch of teams here. I'd say my first team, the Knicks won the draft. Tell us why. Well, they had the eighth pick, not really expecting much. Try, they were probably going to get, like, uh, Killing Hayes. But instead, Obi Toppin lands right into their hands. And Obi Toppin, he was projected to go in, like, top five. But he fell right to eight, right where the Knicks are. Yeah, I think Obi's going to be a – I mean, we're obviously biased. We're huge Obi guys. We've seen him play all through college. He's a great guy, the New York kid thing. But I think you throw him – when you look at that lineup, right? R.J. Barrett. You look at that lineup. You're right. So, you got they, – they let go two forwards today, right? They let go of Bobby Portis, uh, and they got yeah. rid of – um, Marcus of, Morris a couple of weeks ago. They did? Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. It was like two months ago when the season was still going on. But I think when you look at the lineup and you have whoever they're going to put at point guards, they let go of uh, Alfred Payton, right? Like he's gone, but, right? <laughs> Wait, no, they got um, Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank Nilatina. They got Frankie Smokes and Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. didn't play a ton at the end of last season, so I'm not sure if they have a lot of confidence in him or if he's all right. But you put – Maybe Frankie Smokes. You got R.J. Barrett who can play with the ball in his hands at the point guard position. You still have Julius Randle. You got Mitchell Robinson. And you got Obi there in the front court. And then there's a lot of rumors today that they're clearing space with some of those, those forwards as well as getting rid of Peyton to make room for Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward opts out of his last year with the Celtics, has one year left. For the most part, showed that he was healthy last year. I think came back average. 18 and six in that range there sprained his yeah. ankle in the playoffs back in the bubble. But for the most part was a healthy Gordon Hayward for the first time in several years. 
I first think, time since he got traded. Since he got traded. And I agree with you. I think the Knicks were one of the teams that, that won the draft. I think if you look, if they're especially they go from one of the top two or three teams that won the draft by getting Obi, who we think is the best player in basketball last year, in college basketball. I think you throw in a guy like Gordon Hayward into the mix. They still got to solve for the point guard spot. But I think if you have a lineup, potentially R.J. Barrett, Gordon Hayward, Julius Randle was very productive last year. And up and Kelly Mitchell Robinson, Obi, of course, can run, get in there, run the floor. I think that's, if anything else, I don't know if they're a playoff team. I don't know if they're a, a you know, a team that's going to contend or push for the Atlantic division, but I think it's a fun team to watch a team that we're going to get on the NBA uh, package. We're going to want to watch them wherever they're playing on a Tuesday night and get out and watch some of our Knicks. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that, that input there, son. All right. So who else do you, do you think that won the draft last night? Well, again, I think the, I think the Kings won the draft. Because they got Tyrese Halliburton. He was first – Iowa State point guard. One of the safest guys in the draft besides, like, Edwards and Wiseman. But he was supposed to be, like – he was the second-best point guard in the draft besides LaMelo Ball. Um, yeah. Also got the, the big guy out of Michigan State, Xavier Tillman. Grabbed another few. Grabbed Kenyon Martin's son, Kenyon Martin Jr., but. USA I, school. Yeah, USA school. I don't know if I'd take, I don't know if I'd take Sacramento as one of the folks, one of the teams that won the draft. I definitely would think that they got better with Halliburton. It's going to be interesting to see how they play him at the, at the guard position with the lineup of, what is it, Buddy Heald. You got, uh, who's the guy to Kentucky? Yeah, Darren Fox. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out in the front court. But either way, I think at that point, he was the best guy in the draft, and he said to take him at the 12th spot. I think they're pretty surprised that he fell, fell to them. I, I also had Boston as a team that won the draft. Like nothing, Boston get? nothing spectacular or dazzling with what they did. But Danny Ainge has been on hot for the last three or four years of just getting those Six five to six eight guys that can that are athletic that can guard multiple positions, play multiple spots on the floor. Tatum, we were at that draft. Tatum, you were at that draft, Drew. Uh, Tatum, Jalen Brown. I think you have them. We also have a guy like they picked up Aaron Nesmith from Vanderbilt. Had some injury issues, of course, last year, but I think he's a guy that can come in and play some meaningful minutes for him. They got Peyton Pritchard, who was a finalist for the Naismith Award, one of the best players in college basketball last year out of Oregon. He can fell to 26. He can, yeah, he, they got him late in the first round, but he's definitely a guy that can come in and fight his way to get a spot, if not in the starting lineup, but meaningful minutes right away. A lot of it will depend on how well he can defend. Uh, that's a big part of what Boston does. But I think that Pritchard and Nesmith, and then I'm not so sure about Bain. I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of coverage on him. Don't know a lot about him, but I just know that those first two picks, but Bain, back to the point I was making earlier, Bain's another one of those guys, 6'6", six, six, Long arms, can defend multiple spots, get out and shoot the ball a little bit. I think the Celtics, maybe not getting that premier asset that's going to immediately take them to the next level, like when they drafted Tatum a couple years ago or like some of the guys at the top of the draft this year. I think them giving quality guys that can come in and play minutes for them. And if they're in the playoffs, I think they're comfortable, hopefully, with the guys like Pritchard and Nesmith here uh, later in this next 21-22 season. So – 
I think that's I think that's why I have Boston here as one of the other teams I thought won the draft. Who's your other team that you got? Well, I got two more teams, but one of them, the T Wolves won the draft. Obviously. They got Anthony Edwards, probably the safest pick in the draft. Like six three, six three shooting guard point guard, two hundred twenty five pounds from Georgia. Now, this guy could fly. He saw that one play where he just dunked on two guys. Dunked on two guys. I, I'm not as high as Edwards, but he's explosive. He can get his shot off. He's a guy that who does he can who do you think of that he could become when he gets in the league and get some time under get some minutes on the floor? Who's who's a guy that you think you could see him becoming into? I mean, like Donovan Mitchell. I've never seen both of them play defense. <laughs> or like James Harden even. Yeah, with the footwork, the body, the control. Yeah, John Morant. Kind of. Thicker, stronger John Morant. I can see that, though, an explosive version of him. I'm down with that. So before we get into maybe who lost the draft or who were some of the ones that we thought would do better, 30 minutes or an hour, whatever it was before the draft kicked off, Golden State announces Clay Thompson, lower leg injury on the right hand, right, right leg. And then they Turn- announced today that He's not playing. Not playing. Achilles injury, going to be out at least a year. Horrible news for Golden State. We got our, man, our guy Henry here. Golden State, you know. Golden our producer, St- Henry. Producer, Henry. Golden State aficionado. Henry, bummer for the Warriors, but tell us why you think they'll be okay this year in the Western Conference after last night's draft. Um, they will have Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, where Curry can throw lobs to. Um, yeah, those guys. And then you have potentially also a trade. Rumors. I think Woj is dropping. Uh, Woj is dropping some Woj bombs, saying that potentially you may get Kelly Oubre, who was just traded. on the Suns a week ago, traded, traded for, to the um, Thunder for Chris, Chris Paul. Paul now, he may be on the move, potentially, over to the Warriors if they can figure that out. How do you think that lineup looks with Kelly Oubre? What is their starting lineup, Henry, when you have Oubre in there for the injured Clay Thompson? Oh, without, like, any of the starters going away? Yeah, just give us – assuming they trade bench players or feature draft picks, who do you think that starting lineup is with Oubre, assuming they don't trade one another starter? Steph Curry at the point guard, Andrew Wiggins at the shooting guard, Kelly Oubre at small forward, Draymond at power forward, and then Wiseman at the center. It's not bad. No. So in the Western Conference, you think that team? Um, my only concern is having Wiggins at the shooting guard. High volume guy needs to get a little better, but like in the Western Conference, guys. So Lakers win it all. The Clippers are probably right there, unless they make some big moves over the next couple of weeks with who they have coming back. You figure those are probably – Nuggets are always good. Nuggets are always good. So there's three of the maybe top teams. Where do you see the Warriors if the West in the Western Conference playoffs? Like, do you think they're um, a four seed? Do you think they're 5-6? Like, where do you think they fall into without Clay in the, in the starting lineup? I think they'll fall to seven or six or seven without Clay. Clay does a lot for them. He could play defense – can shoot, can do a lot. Usually guards the other team's best player. Wait, they got that uh, Arizona – they got that Arizona kid too. 
Nico, Nico Mannion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm not so sure on him. I saw him play a couple of games. I'm not as high as some other people were, but I know he's one of the top players out of high school. I'm, we're looking here. He was what eighth overall at his at his position. I'm not as high at him as other people, but they still have him for some depth at the point guard position. I'm just not I'm just not sold on him. But I think Wiseman definitely comes in, helps him out right away, fills a void better than some of the other spots they had at center and. Hopefully he can fit in nicely and help him still space the floor with that team out there. But definitely a bummer with Clay. Jackson, who do you think lost the draft? Or who was – maybe not lost the draft. It's probably not fair to say. But who could, who were one of the, the teams that could have done a lot better last night? Well, this is easy because the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tell us why. They drafted Isaac Okoro with their fifth pick. I wasn't high on this either. We obviously thought Obi was going to go here to the Cavs. Thinks he, we think he fits in nicely. I just think the Cavs, who have volumes, volume guards that need to shoot a lot, Garland, who hasn't yet proved himself, still young guy. I mean, these guys are still 20, 20 early 20 years, 21, 22 years of age. Sexton has to have a lot of shots. Drummond's going to be there for – part of the season probably moves at some point throughout the course of the season to somebody that needs a, a guy that can get some rebounds and protect the rim. Kevin Love still hanging around out there, you know, doing whatever he does, floating around to the, that, that corner three area. But I think to draft a guy with, at five, six, six, 225 guy where he's known for being a guy that can really play defense, not to take away from defense, really important. But to go five overall with a guy who you think projects as a nice defensive person on the wing, I just don't know that's the best use of a pick when you only have one pick in the entire draft, and that's the guy you get. I mean, the other team I had for losing, that was a terrible pick. They could have picked on Yeke went right after him, then Killian Hayes, and then Obi. They could have picked any of those guys, and they would have been way better. You were higher on Killian Hayes? Yes. Then, Where'd you have him going pre-draft? Top, top five? This top guy? Six? Are you talking about O'Curl? you talking about Hayes? Uh, Hayes, I had, Hayes I had going seven, I think. Someone needs to look at everyone. Producer Henry. Mind. Hayes you had going seven, but you had O'Curl going what, like? Twelve. Late something. lottery? Yeah. And then my other team that lost is the Bulls. <laughs> Tell us why. Well, I don't really know a lot about Patrick Williams. All I know is that they could have drafted Obi. Even Isaac uh, Okoro could have went here instead of him. On Yeke, always a good choice. The Patrick Williams thing is, you know, is just – it, I, I don't know. I don't see it either. A guy that didn't even start at Florida State. This, this reminds me, this maybe before you, this is definitely before you guys are born. This reminds me of a Marvin Williams scenario. Goes Marvin number, Williams. Goes number one overall in the draft. Did not start on the North Carolina team. He's still, he's still banging around, I think, with Charlotte right now, last yeah, we year. Talk, we talked about that in the last, in the last pod of volume one for those six people that saw it between the two in Europe. But <laughs> Marvin Williams – this reminds me of him, a guy, Patrick Williams, a guy that didn't average a ton of points, definitely has some athleticism. Says he's a 3 and D guy. Yet to be seen. 
for a guy that didn't get a ton of minutes, didn't score a ton of points. Wrote, and they draft him with the fourth overall pick. Draft him with the fourth pick. A lot of upside there, but I just think the fourth overall pick for a team like the Bulls that struggled in recent years, that's hanging on to the volume, Zach Levine scoring threat, whiffed on Chris Dunn, haven't really found – haven't really yet to find a guy in the draft since, since D. Rose. I think P. Williams at number four just doesn't seem like the right pick. I had Houston, right? So Houston, I'm not really sure what they're doing. No draft picks last night. What? No moves, right? They get, they've gotten rid of their picks over the last few years with some of the trades they've done. I think they're all in the sitting in Oklahoma somewhere. But I think that when you have no picks, rumors that James Harden wants to go to Brooklyn, rumor that Russell Westbrook may be headed out somewhere else, you have those two guys that are disgruntled. The first game is in, what, like 35 days until, like, the season starts? December 22nd. And we didn't have any Live new pieces. And we're losing a few guys. Daryl Morey, GM, heads his way over to, to – Fired Mike D'Antoni. Fired Mike D'Antoni, who's on, what, the Brooklyn staff, I think, right now with Steve Nash. Daryl Morey gone over now in, in, the, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Houston doesn't get any better from a team that desperately needs to find – its identity and find a way to get past the second round of the playoffs with this James Harden Russell Westbrook. See, they needed to trade up to like two or even five, six to just get like the center that they need. Yeah, something. I didn't think Houston. Do you have anybody else that you wanted to call out? No. Producer no. Henry, any other teams that you thought could have done better last night? Not feeling it? <laughs> hey, so I think that our prediction here – Producer Henry leaves Nelly. the office. And hey, then he's all good. He's coming back. So we got projected rookie of the year. <laughs> Stop. Projected rookie of the year. He's, <laughs> on, he's that on that. Projected rookie of the year. I think I have our guy Obi Toppin or LaMelo La, La, La Ball as the rookie of the year. I think Ball's going to get as many minutes as he wants. He's going to get the ball in his hands. Oh, yeah. No pun intended. All the time. A lot of shots. A lot of playmaking ability. Not sure he's going to pass it to Marvin Williams. Perhaps is going to still get some of the rock down there, but I think it's going to come down to Ball or Toppin. I think Obi's going to get it. I think he's the most NBA-rated guy, not just because he's our guy to Dayton. He's 22 years old. He's physically mature. He can shoot the three. He can get out and run in transition. He can poster you. He can poster you. He can get on the block a little bit. I think he's in the Rookie of the Year. What are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, my two guys at Rookie of the Year, I'd say Toppin. He's just going to score all their points down in New York. And then I'd say Edwards. You think Anthony Edwards goes and gets it? Yeah. Mainly. You think Anthony Edwards goes and gets Rookie of the Year with the ball going down to the post, to Towns? You have – uh, D. Russell, right, out front with the ball as well. And you think Anthony Edwards is going to get those? Hey, he, he, when he gets it, it's going up. But, you know, he's the number one pick in the draft. There's no reason why he shouldn't be a contender for a rookie of the year. If, if he's not winning rookie of the year and you pick him at number one, then what's the point of picking him at number one? I don't know. Hold him on for a couple years. Any other comments, thoughts on the draft before we, before we let it go and then and move on to uh, – to our next one. Um, Any closing thoughts? 
Uh, Thank you very much for those closing thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Obi's getting traded to the Cavs. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting season. It's, you know, it's just weird that they, they're drafting now. The draft is what? Usually the second or third week of June, July? Right after the – Right after the season ends, right? And this year the season starts in, in a month, basically. Five weeks after the draft. So they're starting camp here right now, and, and these guys are got to get ready to go. As Adam Silver said last night, no summer league games, no preseason games, I don't think. I think there's so no there's – all the rookies will just come right into the season. Get in the gym, get your practice jerseys, lace up the sneaks, and, and let's go. Mm. It'll be a fun season. We'll be definitely getting the, uh, the package with our new uh, – Topping jerseys. Our new topping top gear and New York Knicks stuff. So, hopefully got room on the bandwagon over there at the Garden. All right, pod number two, just a quick recap. Post-NBA draft 2020. We'll be back at you here, if not later this week, early next week, with a, uh, with a third, third rendition, third pod. Thanks for the six people that listened to it last time, especially those people <laughs> overseas. Uh, we're hoping to catch a few more of you guys here on this round. So, Jackson, sign off here. Yeah, just always trading to the getting traded to the Cavs. All right. Well, thanks everybody. We'll catch you next time.